All right, here we go. Players, welcome. I'm back. It feel like a, I felt like it was a long time ago once I, since the last recorded episode number 29. Welcome to Sports Plus Live. So we're starting today. It's Monday, by the way. Welcome to Sports Plus Life, episode number 30. Um, the Dirty 30 episode, we're getting there. 70 away from 100. A 30, Dirty 30 episode of the Sports Plus Live podcast. Um, and um, you guys know me. I like to name this after and last week. We didn't have number 29. No one wore a 29. But number 30, as I'm looking this up, there's so many great players that were number 30. Let me start naming them off. This is going to be the Nolan Ryan episode of the Sports Plus Live podcast. If you guys remember Nolan Ryan, I remember him. I remember him going up. Um, the Steph Curry episode, the GOAT, Steph Curry, and NBA MVP, three-time NBA champion. I mean, come on. This is good enough. Then we're going to throw in this guy, Ken Griffey Jr. Remember we talked about Ken Griffey Jr.? I think it was Sports Plus Live podcast, Decade Review, number 15, I think is what it was. Todd Gurley episode. We don't talk much about Todd Gurley. He's been quiet last season, but he's very, very effective last season. Year before that, trash. Had him on my fantasy team. I'll never forget it. I couldn't put him back in my in my uh, team, but um, who knows? He was on a snap count. Um, if you guys remember, like snap count, which means you're going to play so many plays. Because he was getting hurt so much, but everyone else picked up the, you know, kind of picked up the pace. They didn't make the playoffs, so it doesn't really matter. The Martin Brodeur, three-time Stanley Cup champion goalkeeper for the New Jersey Devils. Um, I remember that guy, man. Never remember standing on his head. That's what they do. He's they stand on their heads, is what like the term is, um, in uh, hockey. When goalkeepers are just making stupid saves. Just standing on his head. And of course, last but not least, my high salute to our very own TD Terrell Davis, Hall of Famer Terrell Davis. Don't get it twisted. Um, back to back NFL champions, Denver Broncos, ninety six, ninety seven. Um, one of those first guys, a la like Philip Lindsay, but one of those undrafted free agents that had to make his name for himself, um, and it turned out pretty well. So. My high salute to Terrell Davis. My high salute to all of you guys for tuning in. And hopefully you guys are following me on all my social media outlets. Um, shit, I'm even on LinkedIn. Go find me. Go find me on LinkedIn. Sports Plus Life. I don't know if you'll find me that way, but whatever. Just keep it clean on LinkedIn, okay? It's professional. Keep it professional. But you, where you don't have to keep it professional is in, uh, Instagram and Twitter. Sports Plus Life on Instagram and Twitter. M-R-A-K-A-C-O on Instagram and Twitter and um, YouTube.com slash Sports Plus Life. So, um, yeah, it was a fun weekend. Um, I did not do my plans that I was intending to do, which kind of worked out for the best. Um, attended my cousin's first birthday party, Little Sammy. So, happy birthday, Little Sam. Well, I think today is actually his first birthday. Um, I call him the Little Bad Bunny. I don't know why, because Bad Bunny, he, like he... He gets down to Bad Bunny. Chambea, Allah. Look, look at Bad Bunny. You guys know who Bad Bunny is. I don't have to tell you with Drizzy and Drake and all that stuff, which we'll talk about Drake in a little bit. Um, yeah, it was pretty fun. They had a, they went all out, man. They had the banda, the band playing, the, the taco truck-ish food there. The, like the, it's like a vendor. 
Dude, I was fired, man. I couldn't, I couldn't stay long enough because I don't want my sugars going up. Um, plus, I had a lot of other stuff going going on. Um, and by that, I mean a whole lot of uh, sports. Battle rap. I was trying to watch battle rap. Wrestling. Um, what else? Yeah, there was so much going on this weekend. Um, but yeah, that's what I did on Saturday. It worked out pretty good. Hung out with my niece, which is always a good time. I don't have to tell you guys how tight she is because you guys already know. Um, we, um, I, um, had a good weekend, watched a lot of sports. So, and the sports that we're going to talk about now, we're going to talk about off the top UFC fight night. Was it UFC fight night or just UFC? Yeah. UFC fight night, 168, 169 or something like that. Um, it was in Virginia, Norfolk, I believe. And, um. Had a lot of like just weird controversy. Um, so let's start from the let's start, let's talk real quick about what happened before. So, before in the weigh ins, it was Josephine Benavides versus Divison Figueroa. Um, and Figueroa couldn't make weight, I missed it by like a pound and a half, like maybe two pounds. Pretty crazy, maybe two, two and a half pounds. I can't remember exactly. Um, and this is for the vacant 125-pound flyweight championship. So what that means for Figueroa going into this fight is that if he wins, he doesn't win the championship. He also loses 30% of his purse because of um, missing weight. It's another penalty. And then it's all set out of the fact that he... Um, God, there's something else, some other violation he did. So they have Reebok payout, Reebok sponsorship payout. Instead of getting 25K or 30K, you ended up getting 5K because of something like that. So um, uh, the lesson learned here is be professional. All right? Be professional. Make weight. It's a championship fight. You have to be. So for the, those of you who do not know, um, go ahead and let you guys know that when there, so there's title fights and then there's non-title fights. So in nine title fights, let's say for this fight, you have to, you're a 125 pound weight limit. Um, can't go over that, but on a non-title fight, they'll give you one pound. So it could be, you could come in 126 pounds instead of 125, which means a lot to these guys who are cutting a lot of weight, 30, you know, 30, 25 pounds, stuff like that. On championship fights, you have to come in at the, the championship weight, which is right on the dot, 125 pounds. Can't be over. Um, and I think I think the commission, depending on what state you're in, I think it's different. But if you miss weight, you got an hour or two to take it off. So he had to take off two and a half pounds, I think, is what it ended up being. One twenty-seven and a half, I believe, was what he was. Um, he had to take off two and a half pounds and definitely did not do that. Couldn't do that. Those two and a half pounds might seem crazy, but these guys are, a lot of these guys have don't have that weight to cut. It's all water weight. So they're sitting in a sauna. They're sitting in, you know, hot suits. Um, just sweating, 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 trying to get rid of that. It's all water weight. Very dangerous stuff to do. Messes with your kidneys, messes with your body in general. Um, it's a science, so you got to do it right. So not a lot of people can do it right. A lot of people miss weight before, like, um, Jose Aldo's missed a lot of weight. 145 pounds. Now he's fighting 135 pounds, which I mentioned last time. He's fighting Henry Cejudo. I don't remember if I did or not. Fighting Henry Cejudo for the Bantamweight Championship. Who Henry Cejudo um, was the 125-pound champion as well. All correlates. All right. You guys listen to Sports Plus Life. 
It all combines. Um, it's very difficult. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I could never lose weight. I could never do that. Do a weight cut. Um, a lot of wrestlers do it their whole life, so they're used to it. Um, but yeah, came in over two and a half pounds. So what that means is that can't fight the title. Benavides, if he wins, wins the championship. Pretty much that's it. He's the only one that could win the championship going in um, to the fight. Um, first round went really well. They were banging, man. Benavides was banging. They were just, it was a really good round. Back and forth, uh, hitting each other hard, very, very hard. It was pretty cool for a flyweight, um, for a flyweight matchup because those guys don't hit really hard. Obviously, I mean, they're 125 pounds. Um, the only best knockout I've ever seen was against Joseph Benavides. That was Mighty Mouse. Mighty Mouse hit him so hard. Thought it killed him. Um, but anyways, yeah, this fight went on really, really well. First round went really, was really fun. Um, a lot of exchanges, a lot of scrambles, a lot of grappling, a lot of hard punches being thrown. Going into the second round, kind of the same thing started. A lot of punches, a lot of grappling. Um, at one point, they they came together, collided heads, and you could just see it on Benavidez's head. Just started dripping right away. A few seconds later, uh, Figueroa throws a straight right just down the pipa. Right on his chin, drops him, and then finishes the fight. He was—he didn't have to punch him. The fight was out right there. He landed probably two more shots before the ref came in. Um, so he won the fight via knockout second round. Um, which I mean, Jesus, I, I don't know. To me, it'd be bittersweet. I mean, don't make weight. Don't. Yeah, I won the championship fight, but it, I, I didn't win a championship. And he's definitely calling himself a champion, which he isn't. It's kind of hard. To sit there and be like, well, this guy's a champion. Let's give him a championship fight. You know, God, because you just came in so unprofessional with everything. Um, I don't know if that headbutt before the knockout was. Um, hold on, make sure this is uh, plugged in right. I don't know if that headbutt before the knockout was um, a factor in um, the knockout. I don't think so. But you never know when those type of things happen. When two two guys, I mean, you saw you see it in a lot in boxing as well. Um, when two guys are coming together, trying to get low, trying to get position, you'll see it a lot, especially in MMA, because of the way they clinch, the way they clinch, the way they shoot. So it does happen. Um, it was pretty shitty though, but you cut him right away, and um, you got knocked out, knocked out pretty good. Poor guy. But um, that's how they, that's the beauty of MMA. You never know what's going to happen. I thought Benavides looked pretty good that first round. Um, carried over to the second round, but it just got caught slipping. It just got caught slipping. It's like, um, God, what was it? Kind of like the coronavirus, you know? Like it's catching everyone slipping. Like just right down the pipe too. It's coming right at you. And people are like, yeah, fuck this. I'm not going to, I'm not going to wash my hands. Then boom, knocked out by the coronavirus. Quarantined. That's what happened. Figueroa quarantined Benavides. Um, but it's it. There's a lot more to to this fight because there is also a 125 pound division that is in limbo that was supposed to be cut um, a long time ago. I mean, probably about a, I don't know a year ago maybe. There's never going to cut to the, another division. And they're like, well, Henry Cejudo came back, won the fight. 
um, against um, who was it? Who was holding about 125 pounds? Demetrius won that fight, and then kind of they were. I think that was that was gonna be it. And then uh, Cejudo was like, Nah, nah, I'm gonna keep this belt because I want to be the championship. Goes up to 135 pound, knocks out TJ Dillashaw. Um, I think he beat him twice. No, yeah, knocks out TJ Dillashaw and wins the championship. If I remember right, I don't remember how the fight went. I'm gonna have to look it up, but um, but yeah. So now you're talking about a division that you don't know what's going to happen. Now, especially because we there's supposed to be a champion. Now the title's still vacant. So it's like no one has a belt. It makes it a whole lot easier for Dana White and the UFC to go, we don't need this division. It doesn't bring us a whole lot of money. There's not a main attraction anymore um, other than Henry Cejudo, which is the king of cringe. If they like, you know, king of cringe is what he calls himself. Triple C. Um, I don't know why he calls himself Triple C. Maybe the king of cringe, uh, Olympic champion, UFC champion, probably, yeah. Maybe because he has, yeah, possibly. Anyways, um, well, yeah, we'll just keep an eye out for that guy in May. Yeah, it's just, I don't know what happens now with that. Um, while I'm waiting, while I'm trying to think of what I'm trying to say here, Henry Cejudo. Um, let me see here. Is he from Texas? I think he is. Um, right here. I'm gonna look up his last fights because I want to talk about this real quick too. Um, yeah. He um, no. So he did knock out T.J. Dillashaw, but it wasn't for the belt. He beat Marlon Moraes and won the vacant bantamweight champ. That's what it was. That was a good fight too. Um. But yeah, who knows what's going to happen? I don't know what's going to happen with that division. Um, I'm There's not a fight, a lot of fights there at 125 pounds that I look forward to. So without Demetrius Johnson there, um, I think that's one of the big reasons why they kept it alive. So they wanted to give those little guys a chance, but it's like there's not much. There's a whole lot there. So 135 pounds usually of a safe weight anyways. Um, who knows? Who knows what's going to happen. On that card, though, real quick, another controversy. Ian Kuteleba versus Magomedov and Kalev, which I told you guys to look out for. A crazy fight, which has started out as crazy. I mean, from the weigh-ins, it started out crazy. Kuteleba's a nut. Um, just all up in your grill, like just screaming in your face, like at a random time. He stares you down and goes, ah, and out of the blue, and it's like, fuck away from me. Um, they, uh, the, so the, even before the fight started, uh, Buffer's announcing him. You know, he's yelling his name. And at the time, he's running. He's briskly walking across the cage to uh, Ankalev and, like, getting in his face. Ankalev, like, kind of, like, hip tosses him away. And, you know, security doesn't come in. And the guy's just a, just a nut. So, on starts the fight. The fight starts. Magomedo comes at him. Starts throwing just punches. I think lands maybe two punches. Start throwing some kicks. Meanwhile, this whole time, Kuteleba's doing this. Every time he gets hit, he's doing this. If you guys can see me, he's like acting woozy. He's playing possum, as they say in the biz. Playing possum. Um, so he's like sitting there like this. And he starts keeps eating shots, blocking them, mind you. At the replay, he's blocking them. Some of them look like they were coming through. But as a referee, you're seeing that. And you're like, holy shit, this guy's eating it. Because we've seen like that... Um, you know, McGregor Cowboy fight. 
Cowboy blocked it, but the foot came around and knocked him out. Um, knocked him senseless a little bit. So, and that's what Ankylips started doing. Started throwing blows. Boom. Started, you know, just throwing shots. Bow, bow. Um, and he was, you know, looked like he was getting rocked. Referee steps in. 41 seconds. Stops the fight. Kuteleba loses, even though he, Kuteleba, Kuteleba loses, even though he wasn't hurt. He was fine. Um, he was perfectly fine. Blocking a lot of shots, but to the referee, it looked like a fighter in danger. Had to stop in, in interest of the fighter, to, um, to save him. He looked, he looked like he was in pain. Looks like he was getting hit. Fight goes to Ankalif. And, um, and of course he's pissed, but who do you, who are you blaming here? Um, I'm not going to blame the referee. The referee saw a man in danger. That's what he saw. A man in danger, eating too many shots, had to stop the fight for the safety of the fighter. Now, if you're going to do something like that, I suggest you tell the referee, hey, listen. And then, because, because the reason why I'm scooting into that is because at, after the fight, they said, oh, this was part of the game plan to lull him in and do this and that. Um, I don't think you had to lull him. He's really trying to hit you, trying to knock you out. So there's no lulling. You were just, you know, you're just blocking shots and you were acting like you were hit, but he was kept coming at you and he wasn't getting clean. So you weren't really returning a lot of shots either. Um, but I said it was part of the, part of the, um, the game plan. Um, you got to tell the referee, like, this is what I'm going to do. This is my game plan. Like, don't stop the, you know, whatever. Don't stop the fight. So he stopped the fight. And a lot of people are, you know, just blaming the referee. I was like, dude, I don't blame it at all. There's no blame on the referee. The, the referee did his job by the letter of the law, which you don't know me, the letter of the law, and don't get along. But in this case, he did. Um, Kuchilaba could have you know, just, just fight. Dude, what the fuck's wrong with you? Just fight. You know what I'm saying? What's all this bullshit? And then what happens when you get do get one clean straight down your throat, down the get that whole coronavirus to your grill out of nowhere? Um, dude, that's on you. Go check it out. It doesn't last very long. And then the, the one thing I love the most, man, Ankaleva. I didn't listen to his to listen to his um, interview afterwards. Only thing I saw was him doing the stone cold flipping the birds to everyone in there. Like, screw you. I won the fight. He didn't. And dude, it was the best. Straight up heel. Just went straight heel. Straight stone cold. Like, screw you guys. And oh, it was fun. It was amazing. I thought that was really funny. Um... <laughs> I thought that yeah, it was pretty cool. <laughs> he just went straight heel. It was like <laughs> he's like, no, yeah, oh god, I can't. Re- whatever. Check it out if you guys <laughs> if you guys haven't seen it. Probably on YouTube on UFC. Um, Grant Donson uh, fought a great fight against Derek Minner. Um, I'm trying to remember how the fight went. It was the it was a submission for Grant Dawson. Just don't remember how it went. Um, because what I was paying attention to was two, there's two fights on the card, two women fights that have title implications. That was Megan Anderson against Norma Dumont and Felicia Spencer against Zara Fairn. Um, Felicia Spencer, man, had a, like, was like a six inches shorter than Fairn and, um, just took her down and beat the brakes off her. It looked so easy too. took her down, started elbowing, pop, pop, pop. She couldn't get out of it. Pop, pop, pop. First round TKO. Minute and a half, two minutes, you know, two minutes or something like that. Um, she fought very well. And um, 
I have to pull it up because I didn't do my job here. Excuse me, ladies and gents. Because I want to pull up um, Megan. Because you know me. I'm going to look up their two fights. Because Megan Anderson against Norma Dumont. Um, the last five fights, I'm sorry. Um, Megan Anderson's been on a tear, man. She, uh, let's take a look at the last three. Because one of their last three fights all finishes. Actually, she lost to Felicia Spencer by finish submission. <laughs> Never mind. I lied. But um, these two ha- these two good ladies have um, title implications. Um, whoever won, whoever won more convincingly, probably has the chance of taking on Amanda Nunez sometime down the road. And um, I, if you look at any of them, both of them look pretty solid, but I think Mickey Anderson probably looked the best and better striker. Tall chick, 6'1", 6'2". At 145 pounds, thick, two C's. Remember, thick, two C's. Um, very beautiful. I think she's very beautiful. I follow her on Instagram and Twitter. And, um, yeah, I thought she looked good. I think she'll have the better chance, bigger fighter against Amanda Nunez. I'd love to see that fight. Um, probably better for the UFC to make that fight business-wise because of well, Anderson has a more of a name. Um, taller, has a tattoo, has a look pretty much. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But it was a pretty decent card um, from what I watched. I didn't watch it all. Um, I watched just the main card. Um, kind of notable fights here. Jordan Griffin beat TJ Brown. And then uh, the violent Bob Ross got a decision over Steve Garcia. Um that was it, man. Yeah, I wish I would have seen the rest of it. I need to go back and check it out. A lot of surfers on this card. A lot of surfer hair on this card. Um, but yeah, that was a good UFC, pretty decent UFC card. Like I said, those ones that you don't, um, as far as the main event goes, had a little bit of everything controversy, um, knockouts, finishes, um, but um, very fun to watch. Um, there is a a big card coming up, which we'll definitely talk about later on in the week. But UFC um, 248, Israel Adesanya versus Yoel Romero. And uh, we've talked about this. A lot of very, very anticipated fight for a lot of people. Um, don't, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know. Um, Willie Zhang versus um, Joanna Champion. Uh, Myril Benel Derrush, Drakkar Close. Neil Wagney versus Lee Jing Lang. That's going to be a very good one, so keep your eyes out. Um, you also got Alex Oliveira versus Max Griffin, another solid fight. And you got the return of Sean O'Malley and uh, Key uh, Jose Quinones. Sugar Sean O'Malley. We'll see what happens. He's a good talent, man. Um, check him out. Yeah, we'll talk about him next time. We don't have to talk about him right now. We ain't got to talk about all that. Um, but what also happened, My one of my favorite boxers, um, this weekend came back, Mikey Garcia, and um, he fought well. He, I mean, it was a good fight. Jesse Vargas brought it to him. Jesse Vargas is a tough, tough dude, man. Came out, was like, I don't give a shit who you are. I'm banging. Um, I am banging. Also, um, we'll talk about that here in a second, but uh, Roman Chocolatito Gonzalez 
comes back. One of my other favorite fighters. Um, had a rough spell for a little bit. Got knocked out twice by that. Uh, I want to say he was Japanese. Um, dude, I can't remember. Ione, I think is what it was. I can't remember. I'll have to check it out. Um, but Garcia, man, definitely started out slow. First four rounds was three to one Vargas. And I think Garcia took the third round, I believe. Um, he was just, you know, Gar- Vargas came in, was a little bit taller, bigger fighter. So he used his jab very well. Um, was throwing a lot of good combinations in that first round as well. Um, second round, Garcia started picking it up just a tiny bit. I guess he was gradually trying to work into the fight. Um, a lot of good left hooks being thrown by Vargas. So he's, he's, he's he was banging, man. He was throwing out there. Third round, um, Garcia got into the better rhythm. He got into a better rhythm. Pop, up, pop. Was able to get in. He's throwing this weird punch, which you saw him set it up um, earlier. He'd step in with the jab and throw a punch down with his right. And it seemed to be landing. Um, and just, you know, it just seemed to be landing. So he started setting something up like that. In the fifth round, I think he caught him with that punch right in the, like, Right in the ear area, kind of um, like what Deontay Wilder got, and just took the legs out from under him. Um, caught him, and then dropped him with, I think, a left, I believe, like in the corner. Um, Vargas got dropped with the left in the corner, and dude, his legs were shot after that. He couldn't recover. Um, got hit in your ear, a la Deontay Wilder. Got hit in the ear, just knocked his equilibrium off. I know that word, remember? And... Um, just couldn't get his legs back under him, but he still kept, he's still trying to throw, strip, kill, still tried banging, still trying to fight. Um, but after that, it was all Garcia pretty much. Um, except for the later rounds, which Vargas finally started to get his legs under him a little bit. Um, but ultimately Garcia ended up coming away with the, uh, unanimous decision, I believe. Um, but it was a good fight, good warm up fight, good fight to come back and, you know, get 12 rounds under your belt. Um, tough 12 rounds weren't really easy and, um, get that win. So he did win. Uh, which one did he win? I can't remember what, what belt it was. It was like the ring. I can't remember what boxing has so many belts. I just don't remember. Um, but yeah, I think this fight was 147 too. I can't remember what fight that went pounds. I think it may have been 140, 147 as well. Can't remember. Um, but anyways, yeah, he um great fight. Great fight to come back as. Um don't know what's next for him. They're talking possibly Pacquiao um in the summer. Um he wants Earl Spence Jr. as a comeback fight. Of course you would. The guy you got in a wreck and you want him weak AF. <laughs> I would too. Um, I don't think that Earl Spence Jr. is gonna that Earl Spence fight is gonna happen. Um, Pacquiao seems more likely. I I definitely want to see that and Swift or that or Danny Swift Garcia's fight we should have seen a long time ago never happened never never came to fruition. Um, everything you talked about on the sports on the, on the podcast early early early, um, it just never came about. And I hope it happens. I think that'd be a great fight. Don't know how it'll happen. PBC or DAZN. Um, just ah, that business side of boxing, just trash. 
Um, but yeah, I, I, I would, I wouldn't mind seeing that Pacquiao fight. Give me a good fight. Um, Pacquiao is very quick. I think faster than Garcia. But the thing about Garcia, he was very, um, especially in this fight, he was very economical with his punches. He picked the shots, fought very, very well. So he landed the better percentage of, of, of punches because he wasn't throwing as much. He was timing out Vargas, um, throwing better shots, throwing more calculated shots. Um, yeah, he was, um, he was just, just, I guess, a smarter fighter in that fight. Took his time, paced it very well, um, got the job done. But yeah, he definitely can. He definitely can time. You know, just have a good t- sense of time. If he's not, if he's healthy, if he's in there, not getting hurt. With Vargas throwing really good punches, but um, Garcia kind of not brushed it off, but ate him very well. Um, like the Earl Spence Jr. Man, he did, he got punked and couldn't keep his composure, and he just couldn't. Um, yeah, couldn't think straight and couldn't. Yeah, you know, he just you were just rocked. You. So if you're not in pain, you're not getting in the hitting, getting those shots. You know, you're not taking those type of shots. Then um, he keep you know if he's avoiding shots, doing good head movement, good footwork, not getting hit. You do he can do very well in these fights. Um, that Pacquiao fight I think would be really tough because Pacquiao is so fast. You got to time him. I mean, Pacquiao lately has been starting out pretty hot. Is you know starting out his fights really uh, pretty out the gate. So who knows how that fight's gonna go if it happens. Like I said, the business side of boxing is just ridiculous trash. It's ridiculous, I'll tell you. Um, But Roman Chocolatito um, came back um, and won. He knocked him out in the eighth, I believe. Ninth? I can't remember. But he knocked um, uh, Yafai out. Yafai didn't really stand a chance. Wasn't really in the fight. Um, Chocolatito beat him up all rounds and, um, it's good. I'm glad to see him come back. I love the fight. I like him. He has a lot of knockout power too. So he could finish a lot of guys in his division. I think he's right around that 125, 120 something, I think, um, division. I can't remember. It's so many different weights. Let me see here. Hold on. Everyone relax. Super flyweight, so it's like, what, 120-something, 115? Yeah, 115, okay. Two off. Um, yeah, I'm glad he's back. I don't know what's going to happen next. Um, I want to see him again. Give it to me again. Chocolatito, probably one of the coolest names. Chocolatito, Canelo. Um, God, what are the cool names? Triple G isn't that cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's a little chocolatito canelo makes me really hungry. A little bit chocolatito con canelo. <laughs> All right, everyone, shut up. You, you're not Mexican. You, you're not Latino. You don't know what I'm talking about. Um, anyways, moving forward. Uh, moving on. There's actually a pretty good fight that I saw before that. Jay, uh, Julio Cesar Martinez versus Jay Harris. Dude, and Jay Harris, man, if he wasn't pissing blood after the fight, then the guy is a monstruo. Dude, the guy ate, I don't know how many body shots, but he ate him. I don't think even there was even a knockdown, but he still kept fighting tough, dude. They both were just hating each other, hating each other. That was one of those 115-pound fights. Um, dude, ah, just 
pain me to watch it. Violence. And um, I'm glad I ate taco truck before that. It was amazing. It was so good. It felt so good watching, eating taco truck and going home and watching these fights. It was a great fight. You guys need to get into it more. Learn the sweet science. You want me to learn you? I'll learn you. All right? I don't care. I'll learn you. Um, but yeah, amazing, pretty good card. A lot, a lot of little, little, littler dudes, uh, smaller weights compared to the week before Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder. Um, so always good to see, get a little bit of mix up, mix it up a little bit, huh? Um, what I was trying to do as well, which is just, um, I was trying to do so much on Saturday night. So I was watching UFC fights. I was watching the boxing mat fights and I was trying to watch the NFL combine. I was trying to find, I was trying to watch, um, AEW. And then I was trying to watch, uh, URL battle rap Genesis on caffeine app. And I realized I don't have enough apparatuses for all this. I had like two iPads, had my phone and the TV going and, it was frustrating, but we still couldn't get it done. So it doesn't matter. But I did watch some of the. I tried to watch enough of the NFL Combine. Um, I had to watch it because he replayed on YouTube. Um, my favorite position to watch are the linebackers because they are. Hold on one second. They are. Um, trying to. Okay, there we go. Um, they're just freak athletes. Linebackers are just these freak athletes. They're all like what I want to look like. 6'3", I'm like 6'2", but I'm like 6'3", I want to be 6'3", chiseled, made out of granite, 6% body, 5% body fat. You know, just ridiculous stuff like that. Um, but these guys are nuts, so... The fastest time went to Isaiah Simmons in the 40. So we're talking about the 40 yard dash. They do the 40 yard dash, bench press, vertical, long jump, cone drills, um, and a couple other things as well. The fastest time was 4.39 seconds. 40 yard dash for Isaiah Simmons from Clemson. That is fast. A lot of, there's a lot of running backs. A lot of running backs did run 4.39. Um, Gary uh, Willie Gay Jr. from Mississippi State won the 4.46, so 4.56. 4.46, so um, just so you guys don't know, when I say like three names, it's four point three numbers, is four point something something. When I say 4.46, it's 4.46. Um, uh, Davion Taylor from Colorado, right? You know, right here in the Mile High State, a 4.49. Fast. That's quick, dude. These are the type of things that help you in your stock, in your draft stock. Come April. Um, Patrick Queen from LSU, 4-5. And then uh, Sean Bradley from Temple, 4-5-1. And then Kenneth Murray from Oklahoma, 4-5-2. And uh, we'll stop there. We don't need to go any further. Um, Also, they do the... um, They do the... uh, 225 pounds bench press. How many times they could do it? Uh, Kaliki Hudson. It's a cool name for Michigan. Kaliki. Kaliki. 
Um, did 30 reps at 225 pounds. Joe Batchy from Michigan State did 26 reps. Um, Zach Bond from Wisconsin did 24 reps. Shaquille Quarterman from Miami did 23. Auburn, Nick Coey did 21. Appalachian Strait, Appalachian States, Akeem Davis Gaither, 21. 21. Willie Gay Jr., 21. Kenneth Murray, 21 from Oklahoma. Um, so you start seeing this kind of weird trend. So um, those guys that were fast aren't the top guys here, um, with the exception of like Kenneth Murray and, and you know Willie Gay Jr. Um, so speed doesn't always translate to power, but in my opinion, speed kills. Like That's all I want to see. Especially when you're a linebacker, you got to run down these freaking uh, – running back so gotta be quick um they also did the verticals um you probably see the same guys from the four that did well in the 40 translate this because those fast twitch muscles those freaking crazy calf muscles um just overall lower body for montana dante olsen had the right yeah, had the most at 42 inches 42 inch vert that's ridiculous um Willie uh, Gay Jr. is there, 30, almost a 40-inch vert, 39.5. You also had Isaiah Simmons, 39-inch vert. Uh, Casey Tuhill, 39-inch vert. Kenneth Murray, 38-inch vert. Um, that's crazy. What was it? Like, I don't know. It's a lot. So 12. It's like this much. I don't know. Whatever. Um, yeah, it was... Um, come on, damn it. I'm trying to... Uh, there we go. Um, um, but yeah, it's just... Um, sorry, it's a quick delay. I was concentrating. Um... Freak athletes, dude. The linebackers are just nuts, dude. Just plus, those are the type of guys that are going to just hit all day, just hit you all day. So those like very, those guys have to be tip top shape, um, almost like boxers. They're going to take a lot of the hits too, um, and just have to be able to stand up after all of them. So, but um, moving on, the quarterbacks, which is another important, um, another important uh, position. Um, kind of run down the top five here because. Um, so notables who didn't run, who didn't really participate, Joe Burrows and uh, Tua Tagalov, Tagovola, obviously because they're injured. I think, I don't know if Burrows injured. I don't know what that, that was all about. Uh, but Cole McDonald from Hawaii, 45840. Jalen Hurts from Oklahoma, 459. Justin Herbert from Oregon, 468. Steven Montez from Colorado, 468. And Kelly Bryant, um, 469. Um, Shea Patterson. Four seven from Michigan, four seven one from Michigan. So, not bad for running backs. It's a very athletic running back, you know, running backs in general nowadays. I've talked about, I think I've talked about that before, where um, quarterbacks are just evolving. Quarterbacks in general are just evolving. Um, they realize they have to be quicker. They realize they have to be be able to get outside of the pocket, and make these plays. So, you're seeing a whole lot more quicker. Um. 
a whole lot quicker um, quarterbacks. They don't do the um, the uh, bench press. They don't have to, I guess. Um, but apparently, I guess um, I saw something earlier where Jay Cutler did it. They're like, "Oh, you don't have to for quarterback." He's like, "Did it? Did twenty six, twenty seven reps? It was like tied for second for the most reps that year. He did it. Um, it's pretty good, if you ask me. Um, in the vertical jump, Jacob Eason from Washington, twenty seven and a half. Kevin Davison from Princeton, twenty eight. Nate Stanley from Iowa, twenty eight. This really doesn't translate to quarterbacking, but." Well, you do it. Doesn't even matter. Um, what else is on here? Sorry. Um, yeah, we don't have to worry about anything else. Um, what is it? Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is probably the quickest, but whacked, whacking all the other ones. Um, let me do this here. Wide out. Here. Guys, I'm trying to. Um, Um, anyways, let me try to do it. I don't think they're going to be here anyways. Um, let's do wideouts and running backs forties. Cause I don't want to delve into anything else. Cause they're not that strong, but Henry Ruggs, a third ran a 4.27 40 time. That is ridiculous. I think only like maybe two other people ran it faster. I believe, um, it's just nuts. That's just so fast. Wide receiver. And he's an athlete. They were showing his um, high school basketball um, um, like video from high school. Guy's nuts. Guy's a freaking athlete. Can dunk. Dunks all over you. Um, chose to do football. I think great choice. Um, just 426. Are you kidding me? What is that? Um... The fastest running back when it ran a four three nine, so that was Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin. Um, definitely, I think definitely will get picked up in the first round. I believe Jonathan Taylor. Um, where is he? My boy C.D. Lamb was like a, wasn't even on here like four five one. I think is what he ran. Um, some fast dudes, man, just fast fast dudes. But yeah, I mean, I, I love watching the combine because you show these. A lot of these guys' draft stock rises or the plummets, depending on how shit, shit you are, like I've talked about before. Um, yeah, these, these, and that's another reason. Why, look at these. They're kids still. These guys are all kids. We'll get back to paying them. These guys are just balling out in college. You know? They could be doing something a whole lot safer, but they're putting it on the line for college for some ramen noodles. Some of them get paid good, you know. Say, we're not gonna get there, but we should all be paying a whole lot more people in general. Um, yeah, so we'll see. Draft will be next month. I think the end of the month. About we're probably six, seven weeks out from the draft. I believe maybe six weeks. Um, it's the beginning of March. I just realized that too. March. I'm mean, March second. Hey Google. What day is it? It is Monday, the 2nd of March, 2020. Thank you. Um, you know, we're hat, we're almost tore like over the, almost like done with the first quarter of 2020. 
And um, God, we survived World War Three. So far, we can be attacked by the coronavirus, um, forest fires, so the Super Bowl halftime show, which was amazing. Um, God, what else? Just a lot of stuff we've, uh, in, you know, Kobe passing. So, I mean, it hasn't been a great 2020. The first quarter has been bad. So, so far, the first quarter, we have a good, we could turn it around. The weather's going to start turning. It's going to be more daylight out. So, um, I think we're going to be, our spirits are going to be picked up a whole lot more. But there's no one's spirit picked up a whole lot more than Tony Romo's. Tony Romo's is going to get paid. Tony Romo is going to get paid. I think his deal is worth, I was trying to look it up, but uh, 17 million. Was it three years? 17 million? Man, this is a show. Hold on. Let me find this here real quick. Um, I think he has three years, 17 million, probably up to 10. Let's see. see uh, um, where's it at here? Damn it, dude, all these... Keep it real here. Let's get it together now. Se- 17 million annually. I think right now it's three years. 17 million, 17 million annually. I don't know if he ever got paid that much as a, as a football player. Um, but props to Tony Romo. Getting it done outs- outside of football. Still being involved with the sports he loves. With the sport he loves. And maintaining a healthy lifestyle. Um... Yeah, it's just amazing. He made a lot as a football player. It looks like he made 127 million as a football player, but still 17 million a year to broadcast. I think I think it's well deserved. Um, I look, but the crappy thing about it is CBS is very regional, so not everyone's gonna hear him unless they have like a Sunday night game, which I don't think they have for a while. That's those rights are sold out to um, NBC. Um, Monday nights I think are still at the ESPN, so. Yeah, I don't, that's a crappy thing about it. I think it's still regional, if you know, unless I'm reading something. So sometimes, you know, only like usually you probably want to see AFC games on CBS. So um, only AFC teams will get the benefit of it. Um, that's a lot of money for someone regional. You know what I'm saying? Like sometimes it could be the Broncos will like we'll hear them, or you're gonna hear them on the Chargers, um, the Chiefs games. A lot of AFC games. So who knows? I don't know what's going to happen. I hope I get to see him, hear him a whole lot more. Unless you have like any NFL Sunday ticket, like you can hear him, you know, every week you want. Get your money's worth. Um, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of CBS people are going to get their uh, NFL tickets this week. Um, I saw a lot of, you know, a lot of people, Michael Thomas, um, OBJ, were very upset that... Um, he was getting this type of money saying uh, announcer should not make more than a football player. I mean, I, I kind of get it, but at the same time, I mean, he's still one of your own. He's showing you that you could take your knowledge of the game and be successful away from actually playing the game. 
I think he set a pretty good standard. I said he set the bar pretty high. Um, so he's made it to where a lot more other, a lot other guys who are able to make a whole lot more money, a whole lot more money after football, just still be involved with the sport they love. Troy Aikman has been doing this for a long time, and not a lot of people are like, oh, I want to see Troy Aikman. I've heard a lot of people say, God, I love Tony Romo. I love what he does. I do. I love that he goes and calls out the play before it happens. I love that he knows what's going to happen. Um, I love it. I, th- I think it's really cool. I, I Like I said, it's very well-deserved for Tony Romo to be getting, getting paid this kind of money. I mean, um, yeah. I mean, as smart as Tony, Troy Aikman has, what, two, went back-to-back, triple, three, I can't remember what it was, three Super Bowls in a row, and he's not. He doesn't sound nearly as smart as uh, Tony Romo does. Maybe it's an age thing. Maybe Tony Troy Aikman really does go in there and gets high AF. Maybe. You see those memes? I see him. His eyes are red. A little gloss over. Who knows? Let him eat a little chewy before he gets on there. I would too if I had to deal with... Was it Iron Eagle? Is that what he deals with? I don't know who he deals with. No, it's, the, no, it's Joe Buck. I was thinking CBS. He has to deal with Joe Buck. Joe Buck's not that bad. Screw you guys. You guys are jerks. Internet sucks balls. By the way, find me on Instagram and Twitter, Sports Post Life, M-R-A-K-A-C-O on YouTube on the internet. Internet sucks balls. Um, yeah, I just don't, I think it's very, I mean, very um, well-deserved. My, my hat's off to Tony Romo. Get the money, man. Get paid. That's what a lot of these guys want to do, but they can't. And that's why they're complaining about it. Um, thought Michael Thomas had an amazing year. Um yeah, so we'll see. I don't know. I mean, can't really say anything about Michael Thomas. He has his own opinions. OBJ, you didn't have a really good year, so go sit the fuck, no, sit the fuck down. Go get more tattoos. I right, catch a couple balls. I saw you in Denver. Drop all these balls from my homie Baker, number six. You couldn't get six from my homie Baker. Actually, I think he scored. Anyways, uh, moving on. Um, also, I read, just saw this too when I was looking this up. They were trying to give Peyton Manning the job before Tony Romo. They offered it to, to Peyton Manning. I think it was supposed to be for $10 million a year. Um, and um, what it says, who's looking at Before um, ultimately signing Tony Romo to a contract with a full value of $180 million over 10 years. So it's like it's like $17 million a year for 10 years. So crazy. Um, they offered the job to Peyton Manning, but I guess he wasn't quick enough. Um, and they ended up giving it to Tony Romo. Dude, that's nuts. That is nuts. $10 million. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that hurts Peyton Manning or not, but I mean, it shows that a lot of people want him and I'm sure there are people who are going to willing to pay for Peyton Manning. Who wouldn't want to pay for that? You, you've seen him on detail in ESPN plus, um, you see him break down plays, you see his passion, you know how smart he is. He could definitely take anybody's job he wants to. Um, I, I wouldn't mind watching seeing Peyton Manning in the booth one day. Why not? Uh, I think the chances are he'll be an executive before it becomes a an analyst, but we'll see. I'd want to see him in the booth, not an analyst, analyst like like a Teddy Bruschi or um, you know uh, Kenny Martin. You know, what's his name? I can't forget his what's his name? Keyshawn Johnson. Jesus Christ, Keyshawn Johnson. Like I'd rather see him in the booth breaking down plays like Tony Romo. Somebody will. Um, ESPN, NBC. 
I think if it's anything, I don't think it'll be ESPN, maybe NBC. Um, for like those Sunday night games, maybe even Thursday night games, because I'm sure he's very family oriented. He wants to be around his family as much as possible. So there's that type of things going on. But, um, but yeah, um, a lot of the random stuff happened, um, over the weekend. Drake, Drake dropped a freestyle. What's it called again? Right here. I got it right here. When to say when and the Chicago freestyle. So when to say when and Chicago freestyle. I liked it. The when to say when had the um, one of my favorite Jay Z songs sampled. Song cry. I can't say. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna ruin everyone's ears. Um, I dug it. That's why he was in Marcy. Remember he's in New York. Marcy Projects filming. That's what it was for. And then um, I like the Chicago freestyle. I liked it all. I mean, I thought it was cool. I'm a bit, I'm a Drake fan. I like Drake. Um, very, I think Drake is one of those dudes that, you know, a lot of, yeah, he puts out these, you know, slow, these songs and, you know, these, he's, um, you know, I don't know, he's a soft dude. I don't know. Maybe he is soft. I don't know. He has muscles. He has a kid, you know, kid will make you soft. Um, I think he's a cool dude and very smart kid as well. Um, I say kid, he's only a few years younger than me. Smart dude as well. Um, invested in a lot of different things. Um, jet, I think he invested in the Jet Smarter app, has his own jet, invested a hundred thieves. Also, um, invested in the caffeine. So brought URL over to caffeine, which I talked about earlier. Just smart dude. I think a lot of people should be like Drake. He's a funny dude, talented brother. Just a talented dude. Hosts the SBs. Um, was on SNL. If you guys ever watch SNL, that was funny with him on there. Um, I want to see him get back in acting. Get back in acting, bro. Degrassi, what's up? Don't be scared. Get back in the wheelchair, all right? Just get it popping. Smack White, get it popping. So speaking of Smack White, getting it popping. URL, Battle Rap League, uh, debuted on Caffeine. And just like any other debut on these, <laughs> on these type of systems, it was terrible. Very choppy if you were saw it on your, uh, I guess what a rumor is, if you're watching it on your tablet or mobile device, it was bad. I tried to watch it and I couldn't, dude. A lot of good battles too, um, which sucked. Um, I gave up because I was watching a bunch of other stuff and I'm like, dude, I can't even, I can't. Um, but apparently if you had a PC, you were good to go. Like you could see it perfectly. So, um, But Caffeine did put out, they take responsibility as they should. Um, good thing I don't pay for this. I'd be pissed. One day, who knows? Maybe you'll see Uncle old Uncle Edgar's podcast on caffeine. Me, Drake, New Jersey Twerk. Um, those are all bad, bad rappers. Um, Geechee Gotti, probably the best in the game right now. Go look him up, Geechee Gotti. Um, I mean, you're talking about Chess, John John the Don. Who else was on the card? Um, God, so many. I can't even remember. All the best of the best. K-Shine, Charlie Clips. Uh, you know Charlie Clips from Wild and Out. So, um, and then also that night on a different event, Sharon, um, and chef Trez put on the classic is what I heard. If you're in rap battle rap, check it out. You'll like it. Um, I think that was King of the, no, that was different. It wasn't King of the, there's so many different, whatever. Check it out. If you have time. Um, yeah. So that was my weekend. 
a lot of fun stuff going on. I am excited for fight week this week. Adesanya versus Yoel Romero. Um, two, also, before I move on to that, which I won't move on to that because I already said my piece and I'll talk about it later on in the week. A lot of soccer went on this weekend. I, I don't even know if I have time to talk about it. But um, MLS opened up the weekend. They were their first weekend. Um, Inter Milan and then Nashville opened up the new teams, inaugural teams, inaugural seasons. I think Nashville drew. Nashville lost to Atlanta United 2-1. And Inter Miami, David Beckham's team, lost 1-0 to Carlos Vela. Carlos Vela scored one, probably the goal of the season and it's only been one week. Kidding me, dude. He's coming off the great season last year. Still playing ridiculously good. Um, yeah, go check it out. I'm not, I'm not going to link anything because I forget to link stuff. But go check it out. And um, Carlos Vela, first goal, first weekend, blah, 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 whatever. Um, sad news is that Atlanta United lost Joseph Martinez, top goal scorer from the year before to an ACL tear. So he might be out for the whole season. Don't know how long that is. Don't know how long it would be. The season start stretches all the way to like October, November. That like October, November is when the playoffs are. That sucks, dude. Oh, using Terry, Terry CL Terry, one of the best players in the league, and he got paid too. He got an extent. I think he got an extension, contract extension and stuff like that. So you gotta feel for him, man. That sucks. Um, Rapids won two one. Colorado Rapids represent. Hey, look at, look who's happy. Tim Howard's happy. The Rapids got the dub. See that bobblehead. Um, John Lewis scored. One of those young American internationals to look out forward to. Um, there's so much stuff to talk about. Um, I don't remember if Chicharito won. So much to talk about. Just go look it up. Check it out. I'll talk about it more moving on, moving forward. I wasn't prepared to talk about it. Um. One of the more important things that happened this weekend was at Clasico, which is something I didn't watch because BN Sports isn't on isn't on um Comcast. I don't think it is. It might be, but I'm not I don't have it. I gotta check it. <laughs> I gotta check it. But I couldn't watch it. I didn't have it. Um Real Madrid won two zero. Um there's a stat that says ever since Ronaldo left Real Madrid in every Clasico, Messi has not scored in it. So you got shut out this time, two zero. Um. Yeah, and now because I think what happens now is that Real Madrid leapfrogs Barcelona in the um, La Liga to take first place in La Liga for points, two points ahead, I think, one point ahead. Because three, yeah, three points are down to yeah, they're one point ahead. So, going going down the home stretch, man. There's two, maybe two, three months left. Three, about two and a half months left in the regular season. Mid three months exactly. Um, yeah, it's heating up. Premier League is you know getting down to nitty gritty. I think we all know who's going to win championship, Liverpool. But they lost this weekend. So good to see that loss. Take that L. They lost three zero to Watford. Troy Deeney and Rule around the, the African kid. Uh, what is he? Senegal, Senegal, Senegalese. And Troy Deeney scored three zero. Dude, I just. They got beat up. They looked sixes and sevens. I hope it's the start of a losing streak, but I doubt it. There's no way they bottle this and give it to City. I'll be pissed either way, whoever wins. If this is going to be one of them two. Um, 
but the, the the real battles are second or third, fourth. Who's gonna finish the third and fourth? Um, Manchester United law tied one one to Everton. Um, they got there's a lot of luck involved, but they had their chances and couldn't finish either. So pretty decent game. I watched like sat in my car, watched the second half um, when I had breakfast. It was on at seven in the morning, and I just for now that I forgot, I have I always have a, a weekly breakfast with my Tim, my my friend Tim. Coach, we go to one spot here, Doug's Diner. Shout out to Doug's Diner, so go check it out. Um, and uh, I was trying to watch it there. Then I watched the whole second half in my car, just chilling my car on. Um, people were looking at me weird and thought I was recording them, but really I was just like chilling. I was like, let's go, Bruno. Um, that was a really good game. Um, I think Leicester tied. And I think Chelsea tied as well. Um, and then the, oh, what is their name? No. Um, oh, yeah. Tottenham lost to um, Wolverhampton. So the Wolves, 3-2. Raul Jimenez, the Mexican, Mexicano in England, tearing it up. So a lot of stuff going on. Just a lot, lot of stuff going on. So keep your if you're, if you're bored, man, turn the TV on. All right? Watch a little sports. So take your mind off whatever's going on. Stay home from the coronavirus. Watch some sports, right? Don't go to Buffalo Wings. They have coronavirus. And by the way, for those of you who don't know, coronavirus doesn't come from coronas. It comes from being nasty. It's pretty funny. Um, people are worried about the coronavirus, but what, coronavirus, but only like what? A few thousand have died from the coronavirus and what? Millions have died from HIV AIDS and nobody wants to wear a condom. I don't know. I saw that on the internet. It must be true. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's it for this weekend. Um, kind of random stuff going on this weekend. Um, like I said, all the way from battle rapping to boxing to MMA to football combine to WWE. I know that WWE, I'm not going to disrespect A&W, which I hope will be going to on Wednesday. Uh, they're here in Denver, AEW wrestling pay-per-view. Um, yeah, there's so much going on. I couldn't, like my head was spinning. So, um, yeah. So next week, obviously next, not next week, but episode 31. Uh, we'll be talking about uh, Adesanya versus Romero, um, possibly MLS matchups this coming weekend. Um, definitely Premier League if it's going on. I don't know if it's an international break. I don't think so. Um, there's also a lot of Europa League and Champions League this weekend, I believe. No, we're going to be talking about uh, the Derby coming up. Manchester United versus Manchester City on Sunday, I believe is on the 8th is when it's going to be. So that's what I'll be doing. I'm going to chat it up with you guys. And um, keep your eyes out. Sports Plus Life on on Instagram and Twitter. M-R-A-K-A-C-O on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, YouTube.com slash Sports Plus Life. And um, everywhere podcasts are available except for SoundCloud. I really got to look into that. I don't know what's going on. I'm sorry. If you have SoundCloud, I apologize. Uh, but yeah, take it easy. If it's easy, take it twice. <laughs> I'll catch you guys l- late.